Otto? Time casts a spell on you. You know how you can sound like Stevie Nicks? Is if you just sing and then you shake your fist in the air. Time. Like that. <laughs> but you won't forget me. Thought I was such a fool. I like it, but I like your reaction to yourself. <laughs> laughing at myself. Welcome to One Topic, where we try and stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. And this week's topic is judging. Mostly other people, right? Mostly other people. I'm sure we'll uh, let it reflect back on ourselves filled as to why judgment. we are judging. Oh, I'm I filled with it. And I know why I judge. Okay. Okay. Because I hate myself. Well, this all started because when we were together in New York, we spent a good portion of the morning sitting near the Brooklyn Bridge and or under the Brooklyn Bridge Park. Closer to the Manhattan Bridge, you said, but we were looking at the Brooklyn Keep Bridge, Keep flailing. Right? Show that you have you tourist. Tourist. I was making sure that I was saying the right thing. I had said the wrong thing, and then I knew that it was different, so I tried to correct it. You just have to trust yourself. You were, you were correct the first time. Okay. We were sitting looking at the Brooklyn Bridge, judging every person who crossed our path. Every yes. single person who walked by, we had some nasty <laughs> comment about, even though they could be great people. They could be people who work in children's hospitals, and, yeah. and they give all their money to charity. And look at those pants. Who wears? So look at this person jumping on those rocks. What a moron. Mm. Ha ha, that person fell. Serves you right, asshole. Oh, he picked up something on the ground. Why is he picking that up? Nonstop judgment. Look at that tour guide. She looks like she's homeless. Do you think that's an official tour guide? Oh, yeah. that was There was someone giving a tour. This is kind of what started it all. And these people, I, I think everyone, you, I don't know if there was ever licensing for being a tour guide, but you would work for a company and the company would presumably have some standard that they'd want you to meet as a tour guide but now you just go online so i'll give you the tour of of new york and the the tour of new york every tour guide that i see and these people do look like they're homeless vagabonds every tour is this place used to be just as bad as syria you know how many times i've heard that from so many different people it's like new york was a bad place in the 70s and eighties. not like syria don't yeah. make that comparison no but you know it's for effect and the tour but these people goons stealing other people's money and you look at the people's faces who are in that tour and yeah. I, I think some of them know that they're being duped that's what i would think the entire time i was on a tour <clears throat> it's like how do you know that <laughs> what do you where where are you getting this information and the reason i judge that person is because i know i could give a better tour than they could yeah. ever get give because i really like new york and i know a lot of stuff about it but I know, also, I'm not a tour guide. The audacity to go out there and show people around. Who would I? But your tour would probably be more interesting than an official tour guide. Because we heard what that lady was saying. She was like, oh, that's a little bridge. And here we see. There was an ad for Dumbo that I guess was coming out. And it also has to do with the area we were in. But they were like, and Dumbo. We all remember Dumbo, right? It was so horrible. Yeah, and I don't know what they charge for those things. Exactly. But I, th I, th I think what we... Uh, look at here is so judgmental so quickly yeah and why i think i just that rant <clears throat> gives you a reason as to why i was judgmental of that person we saw a lady give having like a little photo shoot with her husband or boyfriend like picture after picture of her trying to look sexy trying to look cute she was like climbing on some rocks to get a better uh 
I guess, background for herself. Yeah, judged her too. You know why I judged her? Because she's a symbol of today's self-absorbed world that I can't deal with everyone. Everyone's a model. Everyone's a star. I'm going to pose for these photos. I'm going to put them on Instagram. I'm going to get all the likes and I live my life just to get those things. Look at the anger that's coming out, Autumn. Look. Yeah. The judgment. The judgment that lives inside of me. I don't know what to do with it. Again, where does it come from? What do I care? What do I care if she wants to do that? What do I care if this vagabond wants to make some money and rip people off? (laughs) Is it that instead of sitting quietly together and being purely in the moment, we had to sort of pick apart everything around us so that we didn't have to feel the intimacy of being friends together in a place? (laughs) I don't think so. Did you feel that? Is that I didn't you're... feel that, but I'm just wondering if that's why. I feel very comfortable with you. I what... did too, and I thought it was really fun being so shitty with you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where that came from too, is because this is actually me. I'm showing you this part of me that, right. that usually drives people away. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, I'm not hanging out with Greg again. You know, I can keep it to myself quite often. It is limited yeah. to my head. So there was an opportunity. It's somewhat of a, it's not a show, but it's a... Uh, you know, a chance to uh, have a partner in it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I quietly judge by myself all the time. And it's nice to have somebody there with you that you can do that with. And that's, I mean, Travis and I do it too. Like we we see, (laughs) we'll see someone when we're driving around and we'll both look at each other and want to say very similar things about the person we just saw. And like you said, they could have be, they could be someone who works at a children's hospital who's like, you know, curing cancer or something, such but we didn't care. Person. They were wearing those weird shorts. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great person. And immediately, I yep. cannot stand you. Get out of my space. Go away. Why do you exist? But the difference is, is that we wouldn't hold that against anybody, right? Anything, for example, let's say that we zero in on someone and we're ripping them apart. And then for some reason, they come and befriend us we wouldn't hold what we said initially against them no it's fleeting those those kind of judgments are fleeting uh if you get to know someone or even if i don't know someone but you speak to them and they present themselves transparently and vulnerably yes and and they offer up awful things about who they really are i won't judge them for that that goes out the window then the judgment is out the window because i appreciate the fact that they're presenting this information it's like well Thank you for doing that. Yes. I have a a mom at the school where we drop off our kids in the morning. And she's always like a little disheveled. And she's getting her kids out of the car. And we it's very superficial. You know, when you're dropping off, you're like, good morning, morning. And but with her, it's always like, you know, you can't ever get them out of the house until whatever. And, you know, like we haven't really had a conversation. We're just. This is our first interaction. Like, hi, you know, you make eye contact. We're both getting our kids out of the car. And she's like unloading on you about like, you know, these fucking kids. Like, I can't get, you know, they're, they're I tell them to put their shoes on 20 times. And then, and then she like makes the gunshot to her head thing. And then we're like, I love her for that. I'm like, I love this mom because it's not like I'm pretending like I have it all together. I'm, Good morning. Like we're at church or something. It's like fucking these kids. Right. And you're like, yeah, fuck those kids. <laughs> I, I, so I love that, Mom. The big thing is people posturing, pretending, putting on an act. And everyone's done it. We all do it. Yeah. 
Yes. You know, the levels that we do it. But I don't know if people that I see have any clue who they even are. And again, what do I care? Why does it bother me so much? I think because it does reflect some struggle that I've had with myself of trying to, you know, reconcile who I am. Hmm. And I feel like I am pretty open and honest and have a good grasp on that. But it took a while, and I feel like there was a lot of collateral damage. And I watch all these other people. And it's like, you're not even going through it. You don't even care. Yeah. But obviously, I'm still not completely comfortable enough with myself to let that slide. There's still the part of me that is annoyed by it because I think there's a fear within me that I'll slip back. I'll slip back into something that probably never even existed. I don't think I was ever fake, for lack of a better term. I kind of presented myself for who I am always, right? I think so. So I don't know what the fear is. It's probably on. But do you mean maybe it has to do with how you've behaved in relationships? Yeah, it could. I mean, for a while in relationships, I, I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't aware of my behaviors. I just brushed them off. I said, hey, whatever. I'm young. This doesn't matter. The reason it's not working out is because I don't want it to work out. And right. then you get to the point where something you want it to work out and it's still not working out. You're like, okay. And then you put in the work and you try to figure out what's going on with yourself. And you have to be open and honest about that. Uh, and that can be difficult at times. And then I see this with other people. It's putting on a show for the world constantly. See, I'm not as um, bothered. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's not even putting on a show for the world. I think it's putting on a show for themselves. It's just constant self-absorbment. If you're putting on a show for another person, at least you're thinking about the other person. Like, yeah, maybe this is entertaining to them. But don't you think part of that is protecting themselves by not being so transparent and therefore vulnerable? Maybe. Are they aware of that? If they're aware that's what they're doing, that's the first step. And then you can, again, going back to being open, and then I'll give them a pass. Like, okay, at least you have the self-awareness. See, because I don't like those interactions with people where it's there's superficial nicety. I mean, of course, niceties is fine. You know, and, and waving hello to someone is different. But just being like, I, I, I really respond to people who are, aren't putting on any sort of airs. Not airs as in like trying to be fancier, but just um, I just not 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 showing me who they really are or showing me anything that is like a flaw. No, I definitely to what you're saying. I don't think though, you know, people should necessarily be required to expose themselves to you if they don't know you that well, and if they right. have no intention of having any kind of real relationship with you. No one's required to do that. I appreciate it. Uh, and then you have those those you know, quick exchanges and small talk, and that's fine. That that in itself is a form of protection, and maybe an act. But it's because you don't want to dump all your shit onto someone else. Um, I I think the big thing here is it's move past that. I don't care if someone's private. It's just move past it again. Everyone is just looking. I don't know what they're looking for. What kind of fulfillment? To some mm-hmm. kind of self. It, it, it plays on their self-worth, and they're really looking for acceptance, ultimately. But I don't like the way it comes out. We all want to be accepted by other people. But it comes out in this very self-centered sort of way. Well, that reminds me of um, when I s- hear about or when I see like female comedians, and they end up getting work done, whether it's like Botox fillers or some sort of surgery. I always... It's it that's always confusing to me because I feel like if you're a funny woman that you don't care about you know aging because you already are sort of 
self-aware enough to be self-deprecating and to laugh at yourself and to you're judging other people through your comedy and stuff. And then you start getting something so superficial as getting, you know, your lips bigger or making sure you don't have wrinkles. That always surprises me because when I see someone who obviously has had stuff done, I definitely judge them. And the reason they do that is because if they don't, other people are judging them. Even a comedian, what should be worth their material if they're funny? But it's such a visual thing these days in your scene. If you start aging, people are going to take you as seriously. Other people will judge you for aging. And, you know, you got to continue to to look young. The world's filled with judgment. But but you're putting your worth on your looks instead of on your comedy. Because you want to remain relevant. I understand what you're saying. But to me, as someone who's a comedian, not me, I'm saying if you're a comedian, then wouldn't you have that head where you're like, I don't care what I look like. Or I don't care if people are judging me. That's not what I'm here for. If you're a woman on Instagram and you're getting that kind of thing done, then I understand because you've placed your worth on your looks. There's a fear. I assume there's a fear that if you don't change your looks, you'll be judged because people aren't. Obviously, they are judging your material because that is the foundation of things. But there's a dismissiveness amongst people. Hmm. And I, I think... I mean, who knows what drives it? And I agree with you. And this goes back to that other show that we did about uh, uh, vanity. Vanity, that's right. Yeah, it's a shame that this exists Yeah. the way it does in our society. But I don't know, it eats away at me sometimes, the uh, the level of judgment. I want to let go, ultimately. You do? That's my ultimate goal is to stop caring so much. But do you really care or is it just sort of a hobby? No, I care. I have Okay. I have these fantasies. All right, let's just All right, I wrote some notes for this show. Let's just start with this. So on Sunday, for example, go out, get a bagel, go to the park. It's a nice day. I'm with Christina, and all the people are out. They got their dogs and they're pushing their strollers and I got so angry. It just really angered me. It ruined my mood. This is why it needs to stop because it isn't just always observations that are funny or humorous or, you know, quips. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it consumes me. And the reason all that angered me is because I felt like all these people moved to this city, gentrified neighborhoods, jacked up rents, and all they wanted was the suburban life in an urban setting. So they brought a suburban life to the city where it doesn't belong and this pissed me off because in my mind the city is a place for people like me who have fantasies of stabbing other people that's where we retreat to now you come in here with your nice wes anderson style life and you project it all over the city and you ruin the culture of it and the feeling of it and i cannot stand you did you feel do you feel like if you saw yourself that you would feel you would be lumped into that group that you're judging well that's uh, some basic psychology there right What's going on? Is there some kind of self-projection? Like if you saw the same version of you, like if you saw a man and a woman walking around with a bagel and a coffee, you're like, you pieces of shit. Like, I, but that's you. You're doing you're that, the same I, person. I, exactly. I can't deny that part of that doesn't exist. Okay. There is that feeling. Uh, but then I feel as if I moved here for certain reasons that no longer exist. And that's something I have to come to terms with. Oh. I can't control that. Uh, I am part of it to an extent, but there's the other part of it that it's tough. It is. It is because there is, again, some self-hatred going on there. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, 
I don't have the dog. I think having a dog in the city, unless it's a very small dog, is an inhumane thing to do. People, you've seen the apartments here. Even if you have money, you don't get a huge apartment. And people get these big dogs and they just have to sit around all day. And what is it? It's a status thing. It's, again, just people thinking about themselves and what they want and not this other living creature that maybe doesn't want to be shoved in a 300 square foot apartment and okay now you have the money for the dog walker so you know it does get to go out every day right and just to me it's not but then it has to walk on pavement and pee on little squares of dirt <laughs> yeah and it, yeah and go to the park and go to the dog run it can run around maybe the life is okay in the spring yeah well in exactly summer. the winter that thing's going to be holed up yeah it just is representative of a lifestyle. I'd like to live pretty modestly, and I I don't want, I don't I don't need to go over the top with things. And I I don't know, all these status symbols. Again, I'm making it up. These people, I don't know these people. Yeah. Probably much better people than I am. No, I'm with you. I like to do that too, but it doesn't make it doesn't consume me at all. I don't really. The only thing I can relate to was um I was. I, I had my miscarriage. <laughs> I think I was miscarried. No, 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 no. I don't know what it was. Maybe I wasn't engaged yet and I was still pretty bitter that I had stayed with my previous boyfriend for so long and like trusted that he would sort of fulfill his part of the deal, which was like, I'll wait to get married later because he wasn't ready and that he would get married sooner because he, you know what I mean? Like we would meet in the middle. And he didn't. And I was walking around the park. I was like exercising. And I saw some people getting like an engagement photo done. And I was like, oh, real original getting, you know, your engagement picture done in the park. Look, he's carrying me. Oh, it's so cute. We have letters that have our names. Like, Ugh. and I, I was really pissed at them. <laughs> yeah, because it was something you wanted. Right. Maybe not so necessarily. Right, yeah. Maybe not necessarily as you saw it. Some kind of uh, hack yeah, it was a hack thing. But you would like to. But been... they were engaged and I wasn't. And that's what I was thinking about with yeah. the reaction I had the other day in the park. Is this really something I would like? And is that why I'm so bothered by it? Mm. And I think there are elements of it that I would like. It just it, People being happy, I guess, maybe as part of it. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh well, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist within me. But it, it are you seems, happy, Greg? It seems to be a struggle sometimes. I don't know. I'm I'm figuring all of this out right now. Okay. You know, with losing the I job. I hope you're happy. Well, with losing the job and spending years doing this thing, I didn't really like, but it wasn't bad, and I kept saying, "Shut up, it's not bad," because objectively, my life is very good compared to the way a lot of people in this world live. It's a very nice life. Subjectively, which is okay too, as long as you don't get so wrapped up in it, is. Well, this isn't really working for me. You know, I, and I think I had a very hard time coming to terms with that, that it's allowed to not be happy with the life I have because I was constantly thinking, shut up, Sh shut up. This is not bad. People have it really bad and you don't have it bad at all. And so coming to terms with the part that I wasn't so, you know, into what I was doing, I felt like I was just existing. Mm -hmm. And the strange thing is, you know, that job goes away and I'm fearful for money, but I'm feeling more creative things are coming more naturally seemingly mm -hmm. i have a lot of ideas and hopefully i can capitalize on that in some way and it doesn't even necessarily need to be monetarily and i think that's where i'll go to the park and watch these people and then not care so much or not have fantasies of the people who come on to the train 
or they're on the street and they're unaware that other people are in existence and they're they're blasting music that nobody wants yeah. to hear. There's just this whole aura of rules don't apply to me. And I look at them and I have fantasies of shooting them in the knee. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, not, not to mortally wound them. No, no. I think of it as a squad that's put together mm-hmm. by the mayor's office. And they hire me as one of their... You know, Goon squad. Yeah, and we go around and someone's doing that. You say, hey, stop. They give you mouth. You shoot them in the knee. <laughs> they give you mouth. You shoot them in the knee. <laughs> and then at that point, they're on the ground. You're going to do this again? And they say, no, 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 no. And then you make them apologize to everyone. And you put a tracker on their ear. And you watch their movements. And if they do you it tag again. tag them like a bird. Yeah, and if they do it again, you come back and you shoot them in the other knee. Okay. Those thoughts probably should go away. I feel like I might have similar thoughts if I was interacting with as many people as you do in that city, right? I think that that comes with, a, it's like you have roommates in your city. You know what I mean? A lot of other people aren't dealing with that many people trying to live, you know? So I think that you're in a disadvantage already. It takes a toll. That's yeah. why people do snap so quickly. You accidentally bump into them or you step on someone's foot accidentally. Right. And some people lose it. They lose right. their They're, shit. You're like the 12th person to have bothered them that day. You weren't the first. But that is part of what comes with living here. Right. And it's a strange thing that, you know, I think about often. You weigh the positives and negatives. And it's still, to me, worth it to live here. But I'm so tied to the, the place and the idea. And maybe mm-hmm. not the reality of it. I don't know. I have this idea of what I want New York to be, and maybe it's not that anymore. Maybe it never was, but the way it exists now, if it's not working for me, like I said, these people in the park and what they've done, leave, right? I should probably go, but I don't want to. I want to wait them out. I'm waiting for the uh, the next recession. I'm waiting for them to all lose their <laughs> digital media jobs, and they leave, and they flee, and then I can still be here and say I won ultimately. That's not a great plan. I like that plan. It's a good plan. I, if it, I guess it's a good plan if it works, but you can't just bank on your, you can't bank your happiness on a recession. Like hopefully these people, everyone I hate will lose their money. What are you, what are you resting your, your laurels on a recession? <laughs> Putting all my eggs in that recession basket any day now. Give me My another. dream will come true and then I'll find something else to be upset by. But ultimately, that's the, to sum this section of it up, I think it's not that I necessarily want the life that they have. I don't want them to have that life where I live because I there's human connection that I would like and relationships that I see these people having that I'm all for. But ultimately, I, I feel like it changes the culture of the city and it becomes very generic. It becomes like Amelie. You ever see Amelie? Yeah. I feel like people saw Amelie and they said, that's the world I want to live in. Where I brought up Wes Anderson, they they see the films and that's the world I want to live in. Uh-huh. Oh, let's go to these poor neighborhoods in New York. We can get in there and we can change it all and we'll make it exactly like one of those films. And I don't like that. I don't want it. But aren't you one of those people who moved into this area? Yeah. And is- Part yeah. of the change for that neighborhood? And I'm judging myself for that because what are you supposed to do? You can't get around it. And then so there's no answer and it yeah, eats Yeah, because you don't want to just live in a shitty part of town just because it's like part of living in that city. You want to live somewhere where you're safe and happy and there's things to do and it's all green spaces to hang out in. It's all and very. And eat a bagel. 
it's all very layered and complicated. You're right. It's not that simple. I think that's another part of it. I do recognize, oh, I'm, oh, I'm you know, in someone else's eyes, I am just exactly like those people because right. I'm sitting in that park and that bothers me. And moving to Bushwick, Brooklyn in 2008, when it was still a gentrifying neighborhood, I tried, I lived there because I didn't have that much money. And I tried to be respectful of the people who lived there already and the culture that is there, which is a very Hispanic neighborhood, a lot of Puerto Ricans and a lot of Dominicans. And I didn't want to get in the way. I'm like, I'm here. But just by being there as a white dude, you're jacking the rents. It's like, yeah, well, that guy will pay. I was paying $1,400 a month. My share was 700 for a giant, newly renovated apartment for New York. It was huge. We had backyard. But for that neighborhood, that rent was probably outrageous at that time. So I contributed to part of that neighborhood changing. But then a lot of people came in and they just took over. And they made it exactly what they wanted to make it. Which, to me, is not... They're not thinking of other people. So that goes back to the shooting in the knee. See all the ties together. Some it's okay. I I cannot come to terms with anything. <laughs> That's why I, I want to go back. I want to go back and ask. Like you were so upset, you're getting angry in this park. Yes. And I assume that you and your girlfriend were trying to have like a nice day. Did you express that feeling to her, and did it she, put a kibosh on your day? <laughs> what is that like? It's tough to get out of the mindset sometimes. And she was going to her grandmother's house. So we, we only hung out for a little bit and she left. Oh, okay. I, I, and I can move but out. Did she of it. know that you were upset? Well, yeah, because I was expressing it. I was yelling at every person that walked by. A group of people the other day. <laughs> You're like an angry dog. The other day. <laughs> <laughs> barking at everyone. The other day, uh, a group of people walked by laughing loudly. And it. it, it <laughs> and said, Who do you think you are? Why are you laughing so loudly? So you want us to all think, oh, what are they laughing about? It's like, it's not going to work. Only it did work, and I'm angry that it worked. <laughs> I should really live in the middle of nowhere, I feel. But, a rock feels no pain. But struggle. The island never cries. <laughs> I feel like the struggle is what drives creativity. Maybe that's... Uh, mm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Right, because like comedians are funnier when they take the bus, that kind of thing. Like when you're when you have no problems, it's harder to sort of be funny and when you have no problems i think it's harder just to be creative right you know think about writing music and you're angsty and then you're successful and then you have a mansion and then oh well i have what's your inspiration at that point <laughs> yeah for that you've built this reputation on this thing i don't even have a reputation i don't know there's no no level of sustained success here in creativity but you know it's it's the fuel, though, for all this judgment, because I feel... And then that makes me self-absorbed because I'm angry that I can't get what I want out of this place. I'm done with this for now. Your turn. <laughs> your turn. Go to your notes. What do you have? What did you this judge? endlessly fascinating. I still want to go back to how Christina reacted to your feelings. Does she, she, does she handle you, or does she just let you feel whatever? Or is she in on it with you? It's, what's that like? She's partly in on it with me because she grew up here. Yeah. And grew up in Bushwick. She's seen how it's changed. Yes, She's seen how, it how, how it's changed. And being from that neighborhood and her parents are in that neighborhood and her grandparents are in that neighborhood, there's a level where they're happy that it's changed because it apparently used to be a Safer. real shithole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then there's the other part that, you know, makes it harder for them to live there. 
And I guess that's the way these things go. But I think it's the lack of respect that I see from people moving in, not caring about the other people who are already there. Mm-hmm. Balance it, ultimately. You're not supposed to sacrifice your whole life. I like to think I would do something like that. I wouldn't. But I would sacrifice everything I wanted to... To bend to something else? Well, if I was thinking about other people. But, you know, you can balance it in some way. Yeah. <clears throat> well, mine isn't nearly... I feel like mine isn't nearly as... um Pathological? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> just judging their moms mostly that's fine that's what that's what your world is yeah um i remember when uh ellie was little and we moved up here uh to maryland and i would go to the library because that was like what you could do with your little kid is go to these library things like where the there's a librarian that comes and like reads books to the kids and has them dance around to music and you just kind of hang out and then you meet other moms. And I just remember thinking like, none of these moms are dressed. Like I would put on jeans and try and look like not cool. Like I'm not trying to look cool because I don't want to look like I'm trying too hard because then I would judge that. So I'm just trying to look like myself, but these other moms are just like wearing leggings and workout clothes and they ain't working out. But they're just trying to be as comfortable as they can. And I'm not saying I'm uncomfortable in my jeans, but I sure would be more comfortable in some leggings. But I was like, I'm not going to do that because that's what a mom does. And I'm not wearing just leggings out constantly everywhere I go. And I always I always used to judge the moms who were like not dressed. But now, as a mom of two, I'm like, fuck that, I'm going to wear some leggings because <laughs> I have to do a lot of bending and stretching and moving around. And I don't want to be as, I don't know uncomfortable in some jeans but i still do judge like what other moms sometimes wear like is this is this the adult version of you that you had in mind is this what you wanted to look like what did you have in mind me what do i have in mind well before when you thought about yourself in this position as a mom what did you have in mind the same as who i just who i was but comfortable but not not trying too hard not like i'm i'm not trying to look fancy but I'm also not trying to look like uh, totally disheveled. Like put yourself together a little bit. Be the person who you are on the inside. Let that reflect on the outside and not just this like broken mom, <laughs> you know? And it's the same. I think the same thing about like whenever I see um, like a, th- this is, this doesn't have to just apply to like a lesbian but like a real butch lesbian that looks that like doesn't look cute anymore. But like, okay, like I'm um, what's Sonny and Cher's son's name? Chaz Bono. Yes. Like Chaz was a, a girl transgendered into a man and now just looks like this kind of fat guy. And I always think, like, is that the version of a man that you wanted to be was just, like, overweight dude wearing flip-flops and shorts that stop at, the like, your calf and, like, a golf shirt? This is what you wanted? If I was going to be a man, I'd want to be, like, a hunky dude. I think things become pretty difficult. I mean, that going through that whole process in itself has to be tiring. So you get there, and in your mind, maybe that's the finish line. All right, I made it. <clears throat> You know, you, you you have to figure out how to tell people how you feel. You feel like a man. Then you got to go through the actual hormone treatment mm-hmm. and I assume have breast removed and who knows the, the extent of the surgeries. 
right. you get there and it's maybe not as fulfilling as you you thought it was and you let yourself go and i you know i can't speak on chaz's behalf i don't know that's true that's something a little bit different and i does that's what i said. I mean it doesn't have to just be with someone like that it could be like a mom a lady well a, with you a, with a you, man with you as you're saying there's part that I like that you don't care what you look like because you have shit to do and you just want to get it done. Yeah. But there's the part of you for yourself, not because maybe you're worried that other moms are judging because that is a real thing. But it sounds like it's mainly because you also want to take care of yourself. Yes. That provides. It's a standard that I hold for myself. Like, I don't want to look that way. And when I see another mom just being like totally cool with looking crazy, I think is that what you thought? Is that what is is that what you thought adulthood was going to be like? Was like you looking like that? <laughs> so mean. But that's just what I think. And like I said, I would not well, there's decide part of- to not be friends with that mom necessarily if we ended up like talking or something. But my just surface level shitty reaction would be judgment. There's part of you, it seems, that is is not ashamed by it but doesn't necessarily like the fact that you go out looking like that quite often so if you see someone else looking like that it stirs something inside of you i assume i think so because i kind of it's not like not being excited to be 100 percent mom to me for a while felt like i was doing it wrong or something was wrong with me it's allowed it is allowed it turns out i'm more than one I'm more than 100% a mom. I'm also a wife. I'm also a friend. I'm also a woman. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's lots of different aspects about me. And when I am annoyed, I think that that's what it is. Sometimes when I see someone who is just totally committed to being one thing, and that can be all across the board. It could be like, well, I'm only a hot person. Right. So like all I care about is my superficial looks. I have to be sexual. Um, I'm I'm the kind of person who's like I'm really into Trump. And so I I'm wearing a MAGA hat and USA and immigration, blah, 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 you know, or I'm I'm a vegan and I can only talk to you about being vegan and how like PETA is this and animal cruelty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like anybody who's just focused on one aspect of themselves. And if I see someone, I guess, that's looking schleppy who's got a kid on her hip and just has given up. I think like, why did you give up? You're so many other things about you that should be reflected in how you present yourself. That makes sense. Again, I think a lot of this just comes, judgment comes from within. It stirs something negative that you feel about yourself or your life. And as you saw, as we ran through all the crap I threw at you, there's a lot at play. You know, looking at people who are just taking photos of themselves, it annoys me because those kind of people can get to the point of wide acceptance even though there's no substance there. And then there's part of me, and it sounds cocky, and I'm sorry, because this is something that I hate about myself, I think. I don't like cocky people. You could say it's confident, whatever. To me, Mm -hmm. it feels a little too cocky, and I don't like this, but it's it's like I feel like there's substance here, there's substance, but this person has a better chance of getting to some point. It's not that I want praise and and applause for no reason i, I want to do something that i think is worthwhile and have people respect and enjoy that 
but because I can't come to terms with the fact that it's hard for me to put stuff out there because it says something about me, meaning, again, this cockiness, I don't right. want to be a person who comes off as if they're cocky. That's why when we first started this podcast, the description was, who the hell do they think they are? That's me trying to settle some of that anxiety. It's the mm -hmm. reason that I didn't do the first episode with you for a while is because I have a hard time reconciling that part of me. But then there's a part of me that wants the other side of it and wants to put stuff out there and have people enjoy it. And I can't get to that. And then I see a person who just does it so easily and they're idiots while they're doing it. And it drives me insane. Right. And, and then if they have any success with that, yeah, you feel like it's not earned. Yes. So obviously it's all just stuff I don't like about myself. As I said, <laughs> you know, on paper, I would have agreed with you that it does like the judgment does come from within. But practically for me, I would have said not me. I'm just doing it, whatever. But you're right. It's definitely coming from my own ideas about myself. And then when I see someone acting in that way and not caring, I'm like, how could you not care? What's wrong with you? So that day we're sitting there by the bridge judging people. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's a tough one because we were in it together. And part of it that day was fun. It didn't get, you know, no, I, didn't it wasn't, I didn't get angry <laughs> didn't about things. It didn't ruin our day. <laughs> But I'm wondering what, you know, about the people that we saw or if it doesn't apply to that situation, a different situation outside of the moms and the dress, you know, what it stirs in you and the things you want and maybe the things you're not, you don't have or you don't feel like you have or whatever. I think it was the, so it was almost like a little theater seating, right? It was, uh, what is that called? Um, uh, our, our, <laughs> it was like bleachers. In yeah, it was like it was it was there's some like Roman call it like not that but the the steps is like big steps and you were and then at the bottom of the steps were big rocks and then the water. Yes. And so we were a lot of people were sitting on these steps and just hanging out and talking and then in front of everyone were people taking pictures of themselves or selfies or whatever with the bridge in the background. And, and people were just so free to take like real goofy looking pictures with this, with the bridge and with the surrounding scenery. And I think that their sort of carefree nature of like, I'm going to take a picture, you know, it just, it seemed so lame. And I feel like I, I would feel silly doing that if it was, if it wasn't like, if there weren't a bunch of people look i mean we're all facing in the direction of where they were i would i would feel like everyone's watching me do this because i'm making a little show of taking this picture so i can get a fun picture but I, everyone's watching me do it and i would feel like i would have to do some goofy thing so that i would so that i could project to everyone who might be looking like i know this is dumb <laughs> so that they wouldn't judge me that didn't come from me at all did it no I, that's I, no that's no and I'm not trying to hijack that, but I think there's a part of me that I worry about. And then we'll get back to that because I don't want to make it completely. I made myself, you take that selfie with me. Yeah, and took, I felt like that was a little, I was a little, I felt like stupid doing it a little bit because I felt like you would think it was kind of stupid doing see, it. But that's what I was getting. I don't want that. I don't I hope that doesn't exist. And I, you know, people that I know and I'm close to, they get a pass. It's like, you want to take your selfie, take the selfie. Yeah. You told me though that, you know, you're in a city, a different city and you don't want to look like a tourist. Yeah, so you I try to, you know. What episode was that? I, you just told me that in person. No, but we talked about it on an episode, right? Where it was like, I don't want to. Oh, no, we didn't. That was. 
just you and I talking. Yeah, <laughs> which show. is kind of what this is, and then other people listen to it. But you told me that, and so obviously that's in your head. You don't want to come off as a tourist in the I city. I don't. You wanted to figure out how to you know, walk correctly and what speed, <laughs> and in the bagel shop, how to get the bagel. And I never want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. I, w- I told you this story. I was in New York with my friend Anna. We went to see you at some point. And uh, we were trying to find a bar to go to. And it was packed. It was like a Friday. so And it was you know co- um, happy hour or something. So there was a ton of people. And this bar was super packed. And I just walked straight through. I was like weaving and bobbing through people. Because I didn't, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what was going to be in front of me. But I didn't want to look like I didn't know what to do. And when I got to the end of the bar, there were no seats. There was nowhere to be. And so I just had to turn her around. I felt I led her through the entire place. And we went, we snuck back through and figured out what to do after that. But I wanted, I didn't want to look like I didn't know where I was. Because if someone saw you looking like you didn't know where you were. Because I didn't. But what's so bad? So someone saw you, then they would pass the judgment on you. Yeah, like she's not from around here. Which is only because you would pass that judgment onto someone if the situation were reversed. Because if I if I was in that place and I and I and I was from that place, I would see the person coming in and not knowing, be like, they don't know what they're doing. Of course. Like the- at the airport, don't you have things at the airport where I I do the same thing where it's like I have rules at the airport that make me look like I know what I am doing. The airport just stresses me the hell out. Oh, I am not a gate lice. I do not stand up until it is my turn to go. And even if it's not, you have a sign. Usually, if you have an assigned seat, stop standing up by the gate. Nah, the, I don't. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I love just sitting back and letting those people scramble. And I am <clears> passing <throat> judgment on them. But part of that is the airlines making $30 a bag for a checked bag. So yeah. people need the overhead space. And they get on the plane first and fight for it. People always did that, though. I think when the plane's boarding, if I have no, no, I just usually travel light. I'll just sit and try to be the last person on the plane. But even if you don't have an overhead space, they'll check it for free and you get it at the end of the jetway. You don't even have to worry about anything. No, that's true. So everybody just fucking. But it's more about me having like a secret. Like I know the way to go. I know what to do. You can't look at me and know that she doesn't know what she's doing. I've got this figured out. I walk into a place confident. I'm smarter than you. Look at you yeah. all. Look at you all. Making your lives that much harder. When I lived in Atlanta, I knew what to do. And then when we moved here, I think that that was part of maybe some of the anxiety and problems that I had when I first moved here was because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the grocery store. Honestly, the grocery store is different. <laughs> You know, like this wasn't like it wasn't like a Kroger where you put your cart up at the end and you put stuff on the belt. It was like a different thing. Like you slide your cart around the back and the cashier does it themselves. Like I didn't know what was going on. People weren't as friendly. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was constantly in that like, where am I? Where do I go? The airport, going back to that for a second, makes sense. Because people bunching up it creates stress or just the airport's stressful enough and it's adding to the stress and it's something that doesn't need to be there so you judging other people for it even though you're not partaking in it because really you could say i'm not playing that game i'm sitting here and that should be the end of it but you're still looking at them judging them 
because it still makes it stressful. You're watching it. Even if you're not up there with them, this, this is insane. Yeah, you're right. Everyone is trying to get, just stop. Let's end this madness with the grocery store, any new situation. I think the fear there is you don't know what you're doing. You're getting in the way of someone else who does know what they're doing. And then they're judging you for that. I'm like, I can't, I can't come to terms with the fact that this person is thinking negative things about me right now because I don't know how to do this thing. Yeah. I feel like um, Japan would be a good place for me because I am concerned about how, other, how I'm affecting other people. That's why I love it. Yeah. It gets to the point where it's oppressive. Society is oppressive and right. everyone, you know, you do have to think about yourself and your And needs. then their porn is like snakes going up a person's <laughs> butt. Eels usually, right? Eels. I'm sorry. I'm it's so sorry. It's probably snakes too. I just, I've seen the eel. I don't know I have why. I Awful. Ah, they're always crying. <laughs> I, if you had an eel up your butt, I'd cry too. But even when it's just regular consensual sex, it always sounds a little rapey. Well, your needs are important. Your needs. <laughs> I'm trying to get off of this. <laughs> your needs, well, that's what it leads to. Too much awareness. <laughs> your needs are also important. They should be addressed. You got to. I think about, I don't go to new restaurants for this reason. Ah. Not necessarily restaurants. If you can sit down and you have time. But a lot of places here in New York, you go in, you put in your order. It's crowded. I won't go in if I don't know what I want or I'm familiar with the menu because yeah. other people are getting annoyed. Or I don't know if they're getting annoyed. In my mind, they're getting annoyed. And that only comes from the fact that if it were reversed and someone was in my way, I'd be angry. Right. Get out of here. Don't come in here. And, and all these contradictions. That sounds a little New York-y though, you know, like, I don't know what he's doing. While I judged all those people on that street, remember taking that photo. So there's a street in Brooklyn where these old warehouse buildings frame a tower from the Manhattan Bridge, and then the arch on the tower underneath, you can see the Empire State Building in the distance. It's a famous photo. Everyone's seen it, even if you don't know what I'm talking about. Now everyone takes the photo. And that, to me, is annoying because they're clogging up the street and the sidewalks to get this photo that's been taken a million times before. And then that goes back to me feeling superior because I would never take a photo of this because it doesn't mean anything because you're not original in that thought. And then that makes me feel bad because I don't want to feel like I'm superior. Cycle <laughs> never ends. Now you know why it's difficult. There's no happiness. There's happiness. Just, no, I get it. It's it just, uh, it's, it's been hard to get to is all. Are I'm you not, happy now? I'm not that miserable. I'm happy. I like doing the show with you. Good. I'm, I'm happy when we do our show and then we disconnect and I go brood on the couch. I don't want people, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want people to think. <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm completely miserable. And I play that up on the other show, the misanthrope. No, I'm yeah. pretty empathetic, I think, and, and hopeful in my own ways. I'm just being you know, honest with this. I'm just putting that part of it out there, which I feel like this show is. Uh, yeah, but before, when you're, you're wondering if we were judging because we were afraid of the intimacy. Jesus, the, the level of intimacy in doing this show. <laughs> That's a little different, though. Sure. But I, sitting in silence, you know, can be harder than going deep with someone. Don't you think? Yes, I believe that. Yeah. I don't think I was not thinking that when we were sitting there. And I really didn't even think it in the past, like thinking of it now. It was more like, could that have been why? I think we're just having fun. I think so, too. I'm looking at my other notes here just to see if there's anything else that I wanted to cover that betrays yeah. me in even 
a more negative light. Oh, I went to your friend Michelle was in town for the hot sauce festival. Give her a plug. Yeah, hoffandpepper.com. If you use our code one topic fifteen, then you'll get fifteen percent off your order. So they were in town for the hot sauce expo, and I went and visited them there to mm-hmm. say hello. And this guy came up. So they uh, you walk around and you have samples of hot sauce. And a lot of people have bowls of hot sauce that you dip into, which is gross Ooh. to me. Or the bottles are just there and you have to pour it on a little spoon, which is fine. But they had a good member. You know, think of uh, McDonald's or Wendy's, the ketchup dispensers, the pump and the spout. Mm-hmm. They had those for the hot sauce. And I said, that's a very good idea. This makes it very easy. And then this guy comes up and he puts his beer on top of it. And I thought it was very disrespectful. And I wanted to yell at him. I said, this, you're disrespecting this whole setup. Your beer, you decided to get that. You don't get to put it anywhere you, you want. And then another guy was wearing a bicycle hat. And that really annoyed me because I saw him get off the train. He didn't ride a bicycle. You know those bicycle <laughs> hats? The little, yeah. They have a little bill yeah. on them. I'm like, what are you doing? You, maybe you ride a bicycle, but you didn't ride a bicycle here. So why are you wearing that as fashion? So you're trying yeah. to tell the world that you're a cyclist. Who cares? Your identity's all wrapped up in that. You're a chump. I know. It's not It's not really. Who's going to want to be my friend after this? <laughs> You're going to cancel this show. No, I'm interested. I don't even, know, I, what, I don't even what? know what these other joggers. I don't even remember why the joggers annoyed me. I'm not going to try to. <laughs> Look at you caring about your body. Yeah, I mean, that could be a very simple Look at one. You, I'm jogging. I pay for a gym membership every month that I'd never go to. With this idea that I'll go at some point and you know the people who have the drive to take care of themselves. Everybody, I feel like everyone in New York has a gym membership. Probably. I, a lot of people do. That's how the gyms make their money. Uh... I had a friend that lived in New York and didn't have a bathroom. Like it didn't have a shower. And so she had a gym membership and she would go there in the mornings and shower. She said that she would go in there sometimes and splash water on her face so it looked like she was sweating so that she would go there. <laughs> And again, that's just a fear of other people judging you, I guess, yeah. right? Going in. What is well, because this? I don't think that you're supposed to just be using their facility as a bathroom. Hey, if you're paying, screw them. You can I go know, do I'd, that. I'd be the same way. You have access. Like, yeah, I live down the street and I don't have a bathroom. You <laughs> have me. access to whatever you want. Yeah. At that point. It's strange that she didn't have a shower. Most places legally. I think legal apartments have to have. She lived in the store. So she lived in the back of a store. Yeah, so that wasn't a legal dwelling. I don't think so. That's why but she, she lived there for years. Just in the back of a store. Mm-hmm. It was cool. She had like a little loft. It like leaked rain sometimes. She had to <laughs> take care of the roof and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the joys. Why are you living like that? I don't know. I want to be in New York. Yeah, she wanted to be in New York, but she's gone now. She's back in Wisconsin. Wow, she gave up. I know. You're the only person left. I've known a lot of people that moved to New York, and I didn't realize, I didn't know that it was a thing where people move there and then they, quote, don't make it. I thought people just moved there and just lived there. I they're, didn't realize it was so hard. <laughs> they're probably smarter, ultimately. Mm. They show up and they say, this isn't worth it. But I, I Yeah, th- but it must feel like you might have sort of failed when you leave. Not that, not that you did, but not you. I'm saying not that these people did, but it must feel like that. Like I didn't make it. Like it spit me out. And maybe they're okay with that. Maybe, yeah. I think there was a time that I wouldn't have been okay with that. Mm-hmm. Now, going on 12 years in, if I left... I sur- I've survived, and I was here. Uh, I just I still want to stay. I, there's yeah. There's something about it. I feel like if I moved, I would not. I would. It would be a regret. 
And until that goes away, I don't know if I can move. I always feel like living in New York for me one day, it would be fuck that place. I'm sick of it. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. There's no question about that. I'm out of there. And I still really, really like living here, despite, you know, everything I just complained about. Most of that stuff just comes from within. I want certain things that I see reflected, just to sum it up again, in other people, but then not to the extreme level that they're doing it. So it's just a mess. But ultimately what's happening is I'm coming to terms with all the crap. Like, just because I feel like I have something to say and I do something creative doesn't mean I'm an asshole or I'm cocky or I'm out of line for putting it out there. Those are the real things that I need to take care of because those are the things I can control and from from within. And then if I can become comfortable with that, I think a lot of this other stuff goes away. And it's actually gotten better. The reason Sunday, I think, was a big thing was, you know, I'm unemployed, which ultimately I think could be a very good thing for me because there's an opportunity here to find something that I enjoy much more. But there's a difficulty in finding work. And I look at all these other people who just seemingly, and again, I'm making this up, have jobs and living these lives. Like, how are you doing this? Yeah, and they have an apartment big enough for kids and a dog. Yeah, so there's those kind of things and there's a comparison going on. Yeah. But ultimately, become okay with yourself, which I'm getting to. Then A lot of this will probably fade. I'll still dislike a lot of people because that leaves the extreme behaviors. And I'll look at people and say, you're an idiot, but hopefully it won't consume me. I think that's the goal. Don't be consumed. We can still have our judging sessions when we hang out. Okay, good. They'll exist (laughs) in a fun, healthy way. Because everyone judges. Anyone says they don't. Yes. That's something that. I've told my friends, like, yeah, I judge, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have to mean everything. It could just mean, like, you just judge. It's okay. I don't know why people are so afraid to admit that. Right. It says something about their character. um, What's that? It says something about their character. They're supposed to be above it. I'm not. Yeah. It's okay. I feel like it's just a natural response from your brain. Your brain categorizes things. And that has to do with races, too. Like, everybody judges different races, it doesn't mean that it has to be as impactful, you know, or it has to have any meaning. You could just say like, whoops, I did that. But it doesn't have to change your your beliefs or your approach towards different people. You know, just because you think that some other races, something is weird, you know, like you don't understand it. You can think about it and think that that's weird, but that doesn't mean that you hate them or that you don't want to befriend them or whatever. Not you at have all. to be, people need to be comfortable with their thoughts and stop feeling, well, like this. We're pretty uncomfortable with my thoughts. <laughs> I think I'm, I, I guess I'm comfortable with my thoughts. The people who say they don't judge, though, the thing is you do judge because even if you don't judge anything else, you've got a negative connotation attached to judgment, which means you would judge people who judge. So therefore, you're judging. There's Ooh. no. You're not escaping it. A snake eating its own tail. Yeah, you can't get away from it. So accept that <laughs> and just learn to live with it in a healthy manner. That's all I have to say. Okay. That's all I have to say. All right. Take us Thanks out. everybody for listening. <laughs> I hope you don't judge us too harshly on this episode about judging, which was really more about like our psychology. Which is what's was. behind judging though. Okay. I, I think we stayed on topic. Okay. I, I don't feel like we strayed. I gave examples. Mm -hmm. And then talked about why people judge, or at least why we judge. Well, if you want to hear more of that, (laughs) more of us, subscribe, find our podcast on iTunes and rate and review us. And again, if you want some really kick-ass, amazing hot sauce, you tried the hot sauce this weekend? I did try the hot sauces. Yeah, they're good, right? I like them, yes. 
Yeah, a lot of hot sauces you don't realize, but are really flat in flavor. And they're just kind of warm and spicy. This is like delicious, but also spicy and awesome. So go to hoffandpepper.com. Uh, use our code one topic 15 and you'll get 15% off your purchase. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. It was too self-absorbed, wasn't it? What years? Yeah. Not at all. Still like me on. Of course. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. She loves me.